So welcome to St. Peter and St. Paul's podcast. My name is Gregory Butler, and today our guest is Pastor Michelle Twilliger, uh, vicar of the church. So welcome, welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for making the time for us. Um, so one of the things that's happening at this time of the year is, is we notice um, there's a lot more Christmas music in, in stores, uh, and people's minds are definitely turning towards Christmas. But in the church, we're also kind of beginning to turn our minds towards Christmas, but in a different way in the season of Advent. So I really wanted to uh, just talk with you a little bit about the season of Advent. And I wonder if you could tell me just what is Advent? What is Advent? Well, so Advent is the very first season in our church calendar because um, the church calendar actually begins with the first Sunday in Advent, which this year actually is in November, in late November. Um, and so during this season, we are basically preparing for our first sort of great feast of the year because the church calendar is oriented around two feasts. Uh, the first feast being the Feast of the Incarnation or Christmas and the um, second big feast being Easter celebration of Christ's resurrection from the dead. So um, in this leading up to Christmas, um, Advent, which means coming or arrival, um, we're basically thinking about Jesus is coming and we're thinking about it in two ways. One, in his incarnation, um, when he came to us uh, via the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary um, as a baby boy, but then also his coming again um, and his his coming as uh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, um, which involves Judgment Day. It involves uh, judgment and um, separating uh, the good fish from the bad fish um, for all eternity. So, so there's really two arrivals of Jesus Christ that we're looking at in Advent. And so you were saying it sort of is the beginning of the, the church calendar, is that right? Yes. Sometimes you hear people almost say Happy New Year, or in a way, at yes. the beginning of Advent. So that's yes. kind of a, uh, an appropriate sort of understanding of it. Yeah, so we we kind of um, are ahead of the game by about a month when it comes to New Year with the, <laughs> with the church calendar, because we start either the end of November or beginning of December, just depending where the first Sunday in Advent winds up. Great. And not all churches celebrate Advent as much as Anglican churches tend to and some other churches. Could you unpack that a little bit for us? Why is it important? Sure. Well, I mean, it is something historical. So, I mean, the um, church calendar, um, at least including Advent, my understanding goes back to roughly the sixth century. So it is part of the historic church. And so those um, Christian traditions that are um, sort of rooted in um, the historic church, so uh, Roman Catholic, um, Anglicanism, um, Eastern Orthodoxy, um, and then I think even uh, like the Lutheran church. Mm -hmm. So basically churches that are, are close to that historical church, they're the ones that um, tend to focus more on, on the church calendar. I was brought up uh, United Methodist, mm -hmm. and which is 
really it was like a branch off of Anglicanism. And so Advent was part of our celebration there as well. In terms of its importance, um, well, I mean, like the whole church calendar um, helps us to focus on different parts of the story of God's salvation. And so um, this helps us focus on, quite honestly, a part of the story that we usually don't pay that much attention to, um, particularly when you're talking about um, Christ's return. Um, that is something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, you know, people think of uh, the image of the man with the sign, the end is near, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but there's some truth behind that because if you if you read the Gospels and you read the New Testament over and over again, we are uh, given this message and these images of the fact that you know the Master's returning to the house, um, that um, you know, the day of judgment is coming, um, and that we need to stay awake and we need to prepare. Um, and so it is a pen penitential season. Um, sort of like a, a, another Lent in, in a way I've heard it described. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it is like Lent. And so there are some similar things that we do um, like Lent. So for example, purple um, is the color for the season, which is a penitential uh, color. Oh, interesting. And um, it, we also, um, in our tradition, we will... Um, not say the alleluias um, during our liturgy because that's something that we um, we just kind of put to the side uh, until the feast day, right? Until yeah. Christmas yeah. or in, until Easter. Um, see, I'm trying to think what else um, we um, we don't sing the song we sing near the end of the service. Um, Trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> Glory to God on oh, high. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so there, there are certain things that we do differently um, during Advent, but there is more of an emphasis, like in Lent, to um, focus on our sins mm -hmm. and um, our need for repentance, our need for a savior. Um, why it is that Jesus had to come in the first place. Um, and then also our need to keep our eyes focused on him, keeping in mind that our Savior, who walks with us today, he, he lives with us today, but we there is a day coming where we will see him face to face. And just like if you had um, a very important person who was planning to come to your home and you would, you know, clean your home from top to bottom to get ready for this person. The, the person, of course, that comes to mind, I'm thinking of, is the Queen Elizabeth, but of course, <laughs> God bless her, she's passed on. But, yeah. but you know, someone of great esteem and importance coming to your house and, and you want to make ready. And so in the same way, we know that Jesus is returning, mm -hmm. Jesus is coming, and so we want to um, cleanse ourselves um, and, and get ourselves ready to meet him for his appearing. Yeah. Interesting. I, I always thought that the purple was uh, because of Christ being the king. 
That's that royal. too. No, it oh, is. It is. Okay. It, is okay. it is for royalty too, but but it also is. Um, it's penitential, right? Yeah. So uh, some of the other things that um, happen. There's a lighting of candles at the beginning of services. Um, could you tell us about some of those other just little traditions um, that uh, uh, that the church does? Sure. So. I have to admit that I'm not an expert when it comes to Advent candles and Advent wreaths. Um, I mean, I, I grew up with that tradition yeah. in my church. Um, it is not an ancient tradition. It's it's a it's a newer tradition. Um, so, I mean, off the top of my head, I think you have um, hope, faith. Love. I'm probably missing one, um, but but sort of things that we focus on through the season. And I mean, hope being a really big one because um, if you put yourself in the mind of the Hebrew people who were waiting for the Messiah to come, um, I mean, they had to hold on to this hope for such a long time. It was such a long time of waiting. And in the same way, we Christians, I mean, we're waiting and waiting and waiting for Jesus to return. And um, it's easy to say, well, you know, it's it's been over 2,000 years. I, I can't believe you guys are still waiting. Um, but, but the word tells us that there will be scoffers. There will be people say he's not coming back, but that we need to keep faith and um, that one day, um, you know, a thousand years is like one day for the Lord, right? Um, and so we are reigniting our hope that um, as we live in this fallen world and, you know, many people, especially the last few years, many people have been talking about how evil our world is mm -hmm. and um, just the enormous amount of injustice and suffering and when will all this come to an end? And, you know, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, um, thy kingdom come. And so this is something that we're hoping for, we're waiting for. Um, and, and so I feel like Advent helps us reignite that hope because we remember, well, you know what? The Messiah did come, the Christ child did come. And in the same way, Jesus is going to come again. Um, now, another thing we do in our service is we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. I was just going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that goes back, I believe, to like 8th or ninth century Okay. Um, um, in Latin. Yeah. Um, but it's been translated into English in uh, the last several hundred years. And um, if, you know, if somebody's looking for, you know, an Advent devotional practice, and I, and I have a few ideas about that, but um, I mean, just, you know, Google O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and, and look at those lyrics. I mean, there's some real depth yes, there. And well, and it speaks as well to um, what you were saying earlier about the the sense of um, longing, right, for, for, you know, Jesus to come back into the, the world, you know, and well, in the first place, it's, I think it's really looking forward to um, the first coming of, of Jesus. Um, but, you know, it's also 
so rich with meaning for us, as, as you were mentioning with, uh, you know, the pain and the suffering that in, in the world at this kind of this time of, of year, you know, it's an opportunity to think about that. So, and some of the other, um, I mean, we do sing sort of different uh, carols and songs, mm-hmm. I think, at Advent as, as, as well. Um, are, do you have any favorites or any, any that you look forward to? Yeah, let me think. Um, I know the editor is going to help us with this, my long pauses. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry to put you on the spot. No, it's okay. There's one I'm thinking of. So there's a, there's a Charles Wesley hymn, um, Come, O Long Expected Save Jesus. Jesus, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that is a, uh, a beautiful, theologically rich Advent song. Um, I mean, in terms of for Christmas time, one of my favorites um, ever since I was a young child um, is um, it's the one that goes has glory. Yes, yeah. Yeah. In excelsis Deo. In Steo. Um, I just, I love that. Uh, Angels we have heard on high. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so, I mean, there's so many, right? So many. One of the things that I've always appreciated is that transition from Advent to Christmas on Christmas Eve. And um, mm. my grandfather's favorite hymn was, O Come All Ye Faithful. And, uh, you know, it's just so sort good. of that idea of just sort of walking in and, you know, Advent is finished and now we're celebrating, as you said, a, a major feast of the yes. Christian church. Yeah, well, it's and it's a 12-day feast. That's something that people forget. Um, you know, we've kind of lost that, except, you know, singing that silly song, The yeah. 12 Days 12 of Christmas, days Christmas, right? Yeah. Or but, Twelfth Night by uh, Shakespeare. Right, there yeah. you go. But, I mean, most people, um, you know, there's, oh, well, you know, two days after Christmas, let's get rid of the tree kind of thing. But... Um, but again, going back to um, church traditions, um, Christian history, um, it is a major feast. So it is to be celebrated um, for 12 days. Yeah. yeah. But like every celebration, it's good to sort of prepare yourself for it through, through Advent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was wondering, um, so we talked a little bit about the church and some of the things that will be happening in the church, but just... Um, for people at home during mm-hmm. the, the celebration, or the, not the celebration, but the, um, the, uh, the season mm-hmm. of Advent, what are some of the things that, that people do at home? Sometimes there'll be special devotionals for, mm-hmm. for Advent, I think. Um, is that something that we can look forward to in the, in the church? Or uh, are there kind of things that people can use if, in their own personal life that you would recommend? Right, yeah. So there are a lot of good um, Advent devotionals out there. Um, I brought a couple with me today. Um, these are a few, um, it's almost like more like a pamphlets unto us, a child is born daily Advent meditations and prayers. And so these are from the writings of Henry Nowen. And this is another one, um, Advent and Christmas wisdom from Henry Nowen. I know there's one, um, 
that is um, kind of the same format where it's selected writings from C.S. Lewis. Mm, um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of good devotionals out there. But for those of um, listeners who maybe they don't have a devotional handy or that's just not something at their fingertips, um, another thing they can do um, if they have a book of common prayer or even if they don't have a book of common prayer, if they're on our um, our email list and they're getting the parish update, for example, um, you know, we have what's called a lectionary. Mm-hmm. And so the lectionary sets out what the readings are for each Sunday. And if somebody's listening to this and, you know, they just, they're not familiar with that. I mean, they can just, I mean, honestly, Google lectionary advent, right? Um, BCP 2019, uh, Book of Common Prayer, right? And and so I was going to suggest that, I mean, people just look at the readings for each of the Sundays. There's... Um, Four Sundays in Advent, um, and and those are just really great um, scripture passages to meditate upon yes. um, for um, Advent. And I mean, you will run into um, the prophets, um, the prophet Isaiah, um, who has these um, predictions, right, of the Messiah coming. Um, you will. Um, run into New Testament passages about um, the Messiah coming and then, of course, the Messiah Christ returning. And then you'll also, in the Gospels, um, you'll hear Jesus himself talking about um, his return. You'll hear John the Baptist and his fiery words um, calling people to repentance Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as he um, makes the way, right, of the Lord coming. Um, And then as you get closer to Christmas, then things will turn more toward, you know, the story of the angel Gabriel and Mary and Joseph and um, the Magnificat, um, which comes from Luke 2. so th- those are all like great places to spend time. Now, at, at our church, we also, with our children's ministry, have something called the Jesse Tree. And so our families with junior church children are receiving this wooden um, structure um, and they have nails on it to hang um, symbols of these different stories um, that, I mean, it begins with creation and then it goes throughout the Old Testament um, leading up to Jesus Christ's birth. And so it it basically tells the story of salvation, including all these um, earthly ancestors mm-hmm. of Jesus along the way. And so you get this deeper um, idea of, you know, Jesus didn't just come out of nowhere, right? Like, I mean, there's been this whole history leading up to this. Um, and so that, and I know that there's also, um, again, that's something you could Google. There's books about the Jesse tree for people who would be interested in pursuing that. 
It's interesting you say uh, when you talk about some of these different themes, because when you listen to um, kind of Christmas music versus Advent music, and there's a lot of great Advent music out there, really the difference between those uh, those uh, pieces of music often are that the Advent music sort of explores some of these themes and, and sort of looks ahead or talks about, as you say, John the Baptist and... Um, the, the events that are sort of leading up. So there's a lot of great resources, I guess, uh, uh, for people who want to sort of take opportunity to um, to really dive deeper into the season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great. Do you have any anything that you do yourself during Advent? So for me, I mean, my life um, is very much wrapped <laughs> up in the church. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I mean, some of it's just sort of by osmosis because I'm here and I'm helping to plan the services. But I do usually have one or two um, devotionals, like I was talking about. Yes. Um, that I uh, that I read, um, and I try to keep in mind that it is a penitential season, and so as I do in um, the season of Lent. Um, I try to kind of come back to that. So like, for example, in the season of Lent, there is a collect, which is kind of a fancy name for a prayer um, that we traditionally say throughout Lent. And there's something similar for Advent um, out of the Book of Common Prayer. It's, it's actually the collect for the first Sunday in Advent. And so I will... Um, Pray that, you know, throughout the season of Advent. I'm going to see if I can't find it here for us. Because it does a good job um, kind of encapsulating these, these themes. Okay, here it is. Um, the Collect for the First Sunday in Advent. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so you can hear in that it has both sides, right? Um, it has sort of um, how we are anticipating to celebrate the birth of the Christ child. And at the same time, we are anticipating the return of Jesus Christ, the King, um, who is coming to judge. Um, and so, so we're asking God to give us the grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. So for me, it's a reminder that I need to take sin seriously. Um, that if there are things in my life that are getting in the way of my devotion to God, if I have idols, um, I need to repent. 
You know, I, I need to turn from those things. Um, and, and I thank God for these seasons in the calendar where we're called to do that because, I mean, it's easy to just sort of get caught up in our lives. And so I just appreciate the church's, the church calendar sort of teaching us the way of discipleship. Like, this is important. Yeah, but it's another way we feel sort of the rhythm of the year, I guess, as well. Um, that now we're sort of entering into a new period of time in, in the church life and that's Advent. Yeah, yeah. Great. It, and it's beautiful. Like, I mean, it is a beautiful season. Um, I mean, it's a season of darkness and light. Um, traditionally, the um, gospel reading for Christmas day for Christmas morning, it comes from John 1, 1, right? And, and that talks about God coming into the world and the light coming into the world. Um, and the darkness did not overcome it. Mm -hmm. And so Christ is our light. So as we, you know, go into this season where, um, the days are shorter, yeah. the nights are longer. Um, and you know, particularly in this, um, as you go up more and more in latitude, right? Yeah. You notice it more and more. And it's just a reminder that in the darkness of this life, there is a light. Um, there is an eternal light and the darkness has not and will not overcome it. Thanks be to God. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your taking the time to help us uh, get ready for Advent and uh, kind of explaining it to us a little bit. Uh, um, and I'm sure that if people or listeners have any other questions, they could ask you or uh, any of the clergy for other resources. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's so much information out there as well, yeah. right? Um, so many great resources out there. Um, the, oh, I'm going to make one more plug. Um, and that is um, if somebody's looking for something to do during Advent, um, I would highly, highly recommend that you choose one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm, I'll even recommend one to you, the Gospel of Luke, and that you just make that your Advent project to mm -hmm. um, read through the Gospel of Luke. Um, Luke works out really well because if, if you decide to do that during the month of December, there's 24 chapters. So yeah, one for every you, day of Advent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that just leads up to it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, um, really encourage people to spend time in the scriptures. Oh, and I'm sorry, there was one more thing I wanted to mention <laughs> when you were talking about the Advent music. Um, everyone knows the Hallelujah chorus, mm -hmm. but Handel's Messiah, the entire piece, that is a wonderful thing to listen to yes. um, during the season of Advent because so much of it, I mean, nearly all of it comes from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And it's these Old Testament passages that are um, looking toward the Messiah. Yeah, when you listen to it, it's, I mean, it's often surprising that it's got such a strong Christmas connotation because it's uh, it's actually not very Christmassy at all when you listen to the to the words, but uh, it's very Adventy. Yes, yes, very Adventy. Great. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Mm -hmm.